Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I am 24. This is my podcast, 24's podcast. Pause the music! I saw a tweet today or yesterday where a guy had a, had posted a snip of that song, Whatever You Like by T.I., and it was in reference to Lamar Jackson. It, and it was like X team when Lamar, when they're like negotiating with Lamar Jackson. And it's like, you can have whatever you like. Sorry. <clears throat> Anyways, what do I got for you today? Some basketball, really. I don't have a lot of football because football isn't, isn't, uh, there's not really a lot of things going on in football. So I don't really have a lot for you in that regard so oops sorry about that so we'll kind of see what happens when it comes to football and things of that nature later but today it's basketball i'm going to talk about the lakers future the lakers future in regards to the playoffs i'm going to talk about some of the uh the teams like the sacramento kings maybe not the sacramento kings that much to be honest with you but some of the teams that have already made it into the playoffs. It's going to be an interesting year, especially in the West. So much competition, so many awesome teams. Mavs being one of the best teams in the NBA in like the first half of the season and then just this absolute disaster after they sign Kyrie Irving and yikes. We'll talk about it, ladies and gentlemen, right here. 24's podcast. I'm listening to T.I.'s just uberly popular back in the day, whatever you like. It has some really, really nice, catchy melodies and a nice little hook and a chorus. But it's a song literally about being a sugar daddy. <laughs> I'm like, I'm watching, I'm watching uh, the music video. And the music video is about how T.I. walks into like a McDonald's. And he's like, oh, the cashier is kind of cute. And so he says, you're too cute to be working here. And then he hands her his phone number. And then he walks off. But the twist in the music video that I actually like is <clears throat> is that um, it's not his phone number. It's a $100 bill. Right? He just gave her a nice tip. But she fantasizes throughout the course of the music video that she's essentially his sugar baby. And he is her, her sugar daddy and things of that nature. And she's like, I, <laughs> I'm at the part of the music video where she's looking. She's in her bedroom. She's looking at the phone number. She's like, she's taking a deep exhale. Like, <sighs> like this is a hard moment for her <laughs> to call T.I. To call T.I. off and be like, hey, I want to be your sugar baby. Come pick me up, fly me out first class in a G2 freaking private plane. Fly me out private. She calls him. She calls him. Oh, my God. Oh, Jesus Christ. She's just like, hello. I'm. <laughs> I 
to be your sugar baby. She pulls up in a Rolls Royce. He's like, let me, let me send out a Rolls Royce to the girl. Let me pick her up. She's already glammed up. She's ready. She's ready to be his sugar baby. Oh, my God. And for the rest of the music video, it's essentially her just being a sugar baby. And I love how, like, T.I. thinks he's like, bro, I'm out here saying the dopest shit ever. This song fucking bangs. Oh, my God. He's like, he thinks he's so cool. And I'm like, dude, you're, you're sugar daddy. You're paying for a sugar baby. Oh, my God. It's hilarious. It's hilarious. It's a good song. It's a catchy song. It's a fun song. But, um, it, like, <laughs> it's, oh, man, it's, it's too funny. I was also listening to Mask Off by Future. And what's, what's the thing that he always says at the beginning of, like, every song? Like, Hendrix, Metro Boomin' on some... Uh, what, what, is, what does he say? He says, like, something... Let me, let me find it. Metro Boomin' shot you or something like... If you, fucking with, if you ain't fucking with my... No, Boomin', I'm gonna shoot you or something like that? What does he say? I can't... I can't remember. Let me, uh... Hold on, give me like two seconds. Here's like the beginning of Mask Off after I get like a 15 second ad. It's like, Metro booming on some more. Something like that, I don't know. Like five more seconds. Give me a, like five more seconds. It's actually less than that. Here it is, here it is. I'm gonna put on the subs. I can't tell what the fuck's he's saying. Call how it is. Oh, it's if, if, uh, what is it? If, mo if Metro Boomin, what, what does he say? Hold on. It's something like if, if no Metro, or, hold on, hold on. He says, if young Metro don't trust you, I'm going to shoot you. He says that every single time he like intros a song. <clears throat> and it's always in that weird mumbled whatever the case may be. Isn't he like, isn't Future like Hood? He's from the Hood, right? He's from Atlanta, right? Give me like two seconds. He's 50, right? No, he's 39. Why does he look so old then? He's from Atlanta, right? I feel like he is. I'm, I'm, yeah, yes, of course. But it's like, I, I always cringe whenever Future says some, like, some violent shit in his music where he's like, if Young Metro don't trust you, I'm gonna shoot you. I'm just like, if you're gonna say something violent, can you at least, I don't know, make it not legible, legible? I'm misspeaking already. Can you make it coherent, unlike my my sentences sometimes? Like, I, I sometimes, I mean, Future is obviously the king of mumble rap, but sometimes it's just like, I don't know, when you say something like that, it's just like, I don't know, like, can you put some fucking bass in your voice? Can you make it, can you make some shit louder? I don't know. I was listening to Mask Off, and I was like, I can only listen to this for a couple of minutes. And then Kendrick Lamar came on, and I was like, oh, I gotta put on some, gotta... Gotta listen to Kendrick Lamar. Oh my goodness. Regardless, my TV is still fucking busted. It worked for like a couple of days and then it's not working anymore. And it's weird. It's like it it just it doesn't work after like a thunderstorm now, I guess. I don't know. I don't know if I need to update it or whatever. It's getting power, but it's not turning on, which is ridiculous. It's like I'm staring at the red bar that tells me that my TV has power, but it isn't turning on, I can, like, turn other things on, like my PS5, and then it doesn't turn on, it's obnoxious, how freaking obnoxious my TV is being, it's like, turn on, I'm telling you to turn on, the next time I turn it on, I'm gonna update it, I haven't updated this thing in, like, years, because I don't want my TV to use the internet, who the fuck, like, I mean, I mean it's like, it's like, ooh, we have Netflix on our on your TV, you can activate Netflix. And I'm like, I have a PS5. I can do that naturally already. 
and I don't need it. Now, the problem is, is that I actually want to use my television. I may just, you know what I may do? I may just plug my freaking PS5 in a, another TV that I have and into like a 10 year old TV that I have just so I can play or update my PS5 because I want to play Batman. I want to play the new Batman game. Technically, it's the old one. I've been watching a lot of people go about and play that game and have fun and do stealth things. And it's just, I'm, I can't fucking get my TV to work and I want it to work. And it works for like three or four days. And I've been trying to problem solve this, but it, it's just not turning on, unfortunately. And it's just, it's so annoying. So annoying. So unbelievably annoying. But, but, I, I don't know. It's like, I'll figure it out. I tried to figure it out. It was, it, it, the only problem is Formula One is this weekend and I'll have to watch it in like another room, which. Hmm. Fucking sucks. Anyways, um, <clears throat> what else do I got? Oh yeah, I got some stuff coming in the next couple of days in the mail, which I'm super excited about. I've been talking about remodeling part of my room and it's going great. Like now I just need stuff that's supposed to come in. I already got, <clears throat> I think it's like, I don't it, like, hold on. Let me check something really, really fast. It's like maybe one or two things may be coming tomorrow. I don't know. It's like, there's like a logistics center that is like a state over that pretty much it's like, Excuse me, there's like a logistics center and like a state over that essentially if my stuff is at at a certain point in time, it'll get here at a certain point and I'm just like, I'm waiting for to see if it'll leave tonight or not. It's like almost 11 o'clock right now, so I don't, I don't know, mm -hmm. I don't know, but my rug is at a logistics center and already the stuff the the final like posters that I bought for uh for this wall that I that I'm trying to like decorate that's already supposed to come in tomorrow so I'm super excited about that as well as potentially I may get the couch here it's it's like I can't decide whether or not I want the couch or I want to buy a Nintendo Switch oh my god I don't know it's like Breath of the Wild I I like um I let somebody borrow my copy of Breath of the Wild because I don't have a Nintendo Switch because I sold it at the beginning of the pandemic because if you don't remember there was like a huge micro trip micro chip shortage and people were scrambling to try and get a Nintendo Switch so that way they could play Animal Crossing and I uh, I got I resold it back at like full price for like $300 I will like I was like yes please you can have my Nintendo Switch for $300 didn't even play that much. But now, I'm like, okay, um, I may want another Nintendo Switch, and I'm trying to find a brand new one. eBay is such a weird website because I may have found a Nintendo Switch for $174, which is like $25 cheaper than it being sold at like retail. It's like $25 cheaper. And it's new. It's like brand new. And I was like, this is the exact one that I want. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like, let's get it. I'm excited. I'm excited for it. We'll see. But um, it's like I can either get a Nintendo Switch and just be ready for Breath of the Wild 2. I'll probably do that. I'll probably just wait for the couch. I want to play, play Breath of the Wild. I, wanna, I feel like there's going to be a tie-in with a save file in Breath of the Wild. And I haven't. It's been a long-ass time since I've played Breath of the Wild. I've beaten it twice. I've loved Breath of the Wild. Oh, God, I love Breath of the Wild. I cannot wait for Breath of the Wild 2. Jesus Christ. Oh, God. So awesome. So, so, so awesome. Anyways. What else was I talking about? I think that's it. It's like I got... Like, like tonight... Hold on. Henry Ruggs is like, for some weird reason... Henry Ruggs is trending on Twitter for some weird reason, or I guess he's trending in my feed. I apologize. 
can you believe that Henry Ruggs III, the former Alabama Crimson Tide speedster that ran like a 4-2-40 or something like that, who went to the Las Vegas Raiders, can you believe that he was the first wide receiver taken in a draft class with CeeDee Lamb and Justin Jefferson? It's like only the Raiders can make a mistake like that. Huge fucking mistake. By the way, South Park, the final episode of the season, which is weird because the season is only like six episodes. I don't know what's going on with South Park. South Park is, I love South Park. The seasons are way shorter now. I don't know why, though. It's so weird how short they are. They're like six episodes per new season now. I think it's also because they make a shit ton of movies as well. And to be honest with you, some of the narratives in the movies are better than uh, than the seasons. Like, season 26 has six episodes. Season 25 has six episodes. Season 24 has one episode, and that was the pandemic special, so... There you go. But that one kind of makes sense. Eh, I don't know. It's like every single season, like season 23 was, I think, the 2019 season. That has like 10 episodes. 22 has 10 episodes. Yeah, so it's like they've really shortened down how many episodes there has been per season. Oh, they've been doing this for a long time, actually, like 10 episodes per season. Going all the way back to like season seventeen, I'm on my iPad way too much. Yeah, no, they've they've had they've had like some around ten episodes per season. My bad, my bad. But still, six is like, yeah, I'm missing like two hours of South Park almost. But South Park, the season finale is coming out tonight. I wanted to watch it last night, but I couldn't fucking turn on my TV. So annoying. So annoying. Anyways, <clears throat> what was I talking about? Oh yeah, not even what I was like, what I was talking about. I just lost my train of thought for a little. Also supposed to read Jade Legacy tonight as well, which is awesome. An awesome book by Fonda Lee. Again, I've been reading for. I'm I'm trying to get to like 50 pages a day, and I'm trying to read like a book a week, but I'm reading three books. Pretty much simultaneously. Yesterday, though, I don't know if I talked about it, but I bought two, and I shit you not, shit you not, went to Barnes and Nobles yesterday. Um, I don't know what's wrong with me. I think I have a problem because I bought The Count of Monte Cristo and Rhythm, Rhythm of War or Rhythm. I think it is Rhythm of War. Now, if you have no idea what either of those two books are one of them oh by the way one of them is a classic written by alexandre dumos dumas he's like a classical writer he wrote a lot of different things like the three musketeers or he wrote like a play and he's a really interesting writer alexandre dumas interesting writer yeah, he wrote, like, The Three Musketeers, among other things. He wrote, obviously, The Count of Monte Cristo, which is this infamous book. The Rhythm of War, by the way, book that I'm referencing here. That's, that one is written by Brandon Sanderson. That book, both of those books, are over a thousand pages. They are ridiculously huge novels. Incredibly huge. Ridiculously huge. And I bought both of them while reading, <clears throat> excuse me, three books simultaneously. It just doesn't make any sense. I have a problem. I have a problem. I'm shocked. Maybe not shocked, but I have a problem. <clears throat> so, <sighs> I got more reading to do, I guess. I don't know. Just, it's weird. I'm <laughs> like, maybe not weird, I guess. I don't know. Anyways. I got a lot of reading to do, and I'm super excited to actually read something tonight. Reading three books simultaneously essentially means that you're just going to, at times, read <clears throat> read stuff that you're just not stoked on at all, and then other times you are stoked on it, and it's been like 
three or four days since I was stoked on reading a book, and now it's like I get to read Jade War again, or Jade Legacy. I finished Jade War last week. Woo! Baby. Woo, baby. Excited. God, I was reading Mistborn last night. I was, I was reading Mistborn, The Final Empire, and was it the intro to The Count of Monte Cristo? And the intro, which essentially just details the author and his life and kind of the story around the book. The book is essentially based off of, I kid you not, a true crime story in which a man is, this is like an actual thing. The story is based off of a true story. This man is on the come up. He has a wife or he's about to have a wife. He's in the peak essentially of his career or he's about to be, and he gets betrayed by a bunch of his friends he works for a, he, he then essentially gets put on house arrest and works for this Italian wealthy person who tells him of this great fortune that he's stowed away. And so this man finds the fortune and essentially he becomes like Batman, right? Where he changes his name and he... <laughs> He starts like essentially getting revenge on the people that that put him in jail. He burns down the business of like one of uh, of the guy that like put him in jail. He like manipulates his children essentially into getting into crime and stuff like that and then getting them arrested. The story kind of for me blurs a little bit between like fiction and reality because I can't remember if like some of the details are a part of the actual book or if it's a part of the actual police story. But all I know is essentially it, the guy essentially develops a wealth and he becomes Batman. It's insane. Not develops, but he finds a wealth after being in prison for so long, and then he becomes Batman. It's insane. Insane. The story. I'm like, the awesome story about the Count of Monte Cristo is based off of an actual story, which is insane. It's like, no wonder why the story is so good, because they always say, like, the best stories are the ones that you can't make up. So, I'm excited to read that, but it's like, I don't even know if I have, I don't know when I'm going to have the time. It's like, I feel like I should be reading like an epic novel every single, I don't know, every, an epic fantasy novel, or maybe not a fantasy novel, but I should be reading fiction sometimes. I do like, you know what I like? I do like how with reading, if I can have a short little departure, I mean, we have, we've been speaking about this stuff for 20 something minutes. I don't know. I'm not going to lie to you. Also, I didn't really have a lot of stuff planned for today. I was borderline thinking about canceling the podcast today just because I just didn't really have a lot. I was like, there was nothing going on in the NFL. And I remembered that I wanted to talk about the NBA because there's so much good stuff going on in the NBA, but I haven't really covered it that much. I've watched the NBA here on and off for the last couple of months because it's gotten really, really interesting. A little bit before the All-Star break, that was when LeBron won, or not won, but broke the uh, the all-time scoring record. And, I mean, this NBA season has been awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome for the sport. I don't know if I should finish off talking about books or whatever. I feel like I, I want to talk about books, but at the exact same time, the NBA. I feel like that was a great transition into talking about the NBA. So we'll talk about the NBA. This this season for the NBA, this season, excuse me, for the NBA has been awesome. LeBron breaking the regular season record. So much polarity going on in the NBA within really the Western Conference <clears throat> with so many different changes and fluctuations and things of that na nature. Also, just the fact that certain teams that have just been terrible historically like the Sacramento Kings actually getting a playoff spot is pretty spectacular and pretty awesome so you know as much as the Sacramento Kings for really a very 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 long time were kind of like a laughing stock of the NBA it's so good to see that they are actually in the playoffs not for my sake or whatever but just for their fans man because there have been fans that have been loyal to that city and to that team for decades for almost two decades and they finally they finally are in the playoffs I can't wait to see Sacramento's first playoff game 
first playoff game back. You know it's going to be exciting. I cannot wait to see it. It's going to be awesome. I'm really, really excited to see what De'Aaron Fox is going to do. Great player, obviously. So excited to see what Sacramento is going to do. But Sacramento, interesting basketball team. There's so many interesting things that have happened, like Kevin Durant going to the Clippers, or excuse me, to the Suns. The Suns not really being favored to win the title, even though they have Devin Booker, Chris Paul, and Katie. And they also have DeAndre Ayton and Cam Payne, Cameron Payne, and a bunch of other like good depth pieces as well. It's just like for them still not to be kind of like, I don't know, I feel like the Suns are just one of those basketball teams that people are like, this is a great team, but they're not taking them seriously as a contender. And that's very, very interesting. Golden State is, man, I don't know what's going on with Golden State. It just feels, it's so weird because they have one of the worst records away and one of the best records at home. Like, it rivals the top two teams in the conference, the record at home, but it's one of the worst records in the conference when it comes to the away, uh, when it comes to being like away. They're 31 and 8 at home, which the Denver Nuggets are 32 and 6. So it's like it's on the level of the Denver Nuggets, but their away games are so bad. They're 9 for 29, well below 500, borderline the Spurs and the Rockets. It's like the tale of two cities. It's like, I don't know why they can't win on the road. It's insane how badly they play when they are on the road. Insane. Insane. But the Warriors are still in the playoffs and still kind of hanging around and things of that nature. The Warriors won the championship last year in kind of dramatic form against the Boston Celtics. It's going to be so interesting, some of these teams. Like the Denver Nuggets. You know what's interesting? I feel like I've been watching Nick Wright talk about basketball. And he thinks that the Golden State Warriors are kind of like fool's gold a little bit, that they'll slide as the playoffs start to... uh, start to progress. I don't know. I don't know if they can get their act together in the sense of like they can sweep people and they can be a dominant team in the playoffs, but the Warriors versus Denver or the Warriors versus the Grizzlies in the first or second round is going to be like so interesting to me. Because I think that they can push both of those teams. And no, I don't think the Denver Nuggets are the best team, potentially even in the West. That may be the Grizzlies. That may be the Kings. It it could be the Lakers. We'll talk about that. But the Warriors, Steph has been awesome this year. Steph has really come into his own. And he's really, I, I think I said it like a week or two ago. I think Steph Curry is probably better than what he was in probably, like, I don't know, maybe 2016? It just seems he's a better all-around player, and he's able to really take over games at this point. And he just, and it's so weird to say that because Stephen Curry was awesome in 2016, and he was the unanimous MVP and things of that nature, but it just seems he's a better, smarter, more consistent player. It feels like the reactions to some of his awesome just scoring ability is just tampered because of we've been watching Stephen Curry for seven years now. It's ridiculous. But Steph is awesome. He's amazing. I'm shocked at how consistent he is as a basketball player, at how awesome he is and how awesome he continues to be. I'm also shocked that Golden State just cannot figure it out. Klay Thompson is not very good. Neither is Draymond Green or neither is Jordan uh, Poole. Like, they'll have their nights here and there sporadically, but not consistently enough. And it's disappointing to see what's happened to Clay Thompson, to be honest with you, because if Clay was better, then I mean, they would have a significantly better shot of being one of the top teams in the West. But the 9-29 and record says it all. They're like a weird basketball team in the sense of they win a lot of games at home, and then they lose a lot of games uh, on the road. So I don't know what's going to happen to the Warriors. Clippers are so interesting because they have Kawhi and Paul George back, but nobody's taking them seriously at all. There is that little streak at the beginning of the, uh, of, or excuse me, not the beginning of the season, excuse me, but after the All-Star break where 
they essentially just lost a bunch of games because they had Russell Westbrook on their team, or it was a correlation to that stat. And Russell Westbrook also had an awesome game. I think he had like 30-something points and things of that nature. I just, before and after the Clippers acquired Russell Westbrook, I didn't take the Clippers seriously, and I still don't take them seriously right now. I don't know why. This feels like they're overrated. And I love Kawhi. Can we just have our come to Jesus moment about Kawhi Leonard? He should have been a Laker. Let's just, I, I don't think anyone will even disagree with that and that facet that Kawhi Leonard 1000% should have been a Laker because he just, it's, it, it's, it's so annoying that the media's narrative for a couple of years was you have to be the man. It's the same trap that Kyrie Irving fell where he left the Cavaliers to be his own man, quote unquote, instead of just winning games with LeBron James, you know, instead of just doing that, he's just like, you know what? I have to win games by myself to prove it to, I don't know, to prove it to people or maybe to himself or whatever. And it turns out he can't win by himself. He can't win. He can't win with Kevin Durant and he certainly isn't going to win with Luka Doncic. And we'll talk about that. But Kawhi was kind of the same where it felt like he was it felt like he wanted to go and join a Los Angeles based basketball team but instead of joining the obvious predominant basketball team in Los Angeles in the Lakers he's like I can't join LeBron James because that's a no-no for some weird reason and so he joins the Clippers and it's just been a disaster he's been hurt Paul George has been hurt the Clippers have just underachieved and have not been very good. I mean, they're they're the fifth team in the West, and it's just like I don't take them seriously at all. At all. I don't know if they'll make it to the semis. Maybe to the final? I no, I don't I don't think they make it to the finals. I don't know if they make it to the semifinals in the West. It's so weird. It's like they have good players, but they just it's so weird how like the media will be like anyone can essentially do what LeBron James can do. That's what it feels like. Anyone can go to eight straight finals. Anyone can carry a team or amass talent and figure out how to get that talent to work. And there's been so many people that have tried to mimic LeBron James. Again, Kawhi in Los Angeles. Kevin Durant in Brooklyn with Kyrie Irving. Both of them were trying to get out of the shadow of LeBron, and they did. And they tried to form their own super team, and that failed miserably. I might add, for both of them. And it's just hard to essentially do what LeBron James does. That's okay, but this whole notion that every single player needs to go out and form their own super team to compete against LeBron James is stupid. It really is. And that's what it feels like Kawhi, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, three of the best basketball players of the last 10 years, tried to do over the last four, five, six years. They've been trying to form their own super teams and it's just not been very good for them. So, <clears throat> Clippers, overrated, Suns, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. The Clipper, the Suns, excuse me, could actually be dangerous with Kevin Durant because Kevin Durant is such an awesome basketball player and he has Devin Booker and also CP3. So, but I don't know. I don't know. We'll see what happens about the Phoenix Suns with Kevin Durant and all those boys and things of that nature. The Mavs? Wow, they are bad. They go from being, I think, two or three weeks ago. They go from being the sixth seed in the conference or something ridiculous like that to now they're the 11th seed. They are not even in the play-in game. Like two games back, I think from being in the play-in game, it's ridiculous. Some of the stuff that's happened to the Mavs, they've completely lost it and they can't play defense, which is a problem for them. Their lineup is terrible in the, in the sense of they just don't have any rim protectors, any big boys. And Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving, it's not that they're not meshing, meshing well. It's just like they can't play defense. 
And that's obvious. That's obvious. And it's like, I don't really know what... I, I, I just, I love Luka. I think Luka is one of the best basketball players in the NBA right now. But I mean, Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving got 24 or 23 apiece. Luka had 24 against the, uh, the 76ers. And Joel Embiid gave the, uh, the 76ers how many points? 25. And they won by 8. 116-108, Philadelphia. And he's just like, it's so weird. It's so weird to think, to see that, because I thought that if the Mavs just had it, just had it, excuse me, or added one other guy to help out Luka, I thought that they would have been great. But it looks like they just, they need actually somebody else as a rim protector, because they just don't have that at all. I remember watching like a Lakers game, and I was just like, wow, they, they're getting dominated on the boards. I don't know. Mavs are just, to go from, I think, playing in the, yeah, they did play in the Western. Can you believe that? They go from playing in the Western Conference finals last year to now they may not even make it to the play-in game. That's insane. That's, wow, that's insane. You know what else is insane? How awesome Damian Lillard is and how consistently he just how consistently he just doesn't move on from the trailblazers i love dame drop i love damian lillard damian lillard is one of the best scorers of the history of the sport but i just feel like he isn't going to ever be on a competitive basketball team at the rate that like he's given that organization 10 plus years of his life and it's so weird. Again, it's like, I feel like, like, I remember hearing, or not hearing, but seeing him on JJ Reddick's podcast, where he was talking about how the league is dying. Let me pull it up here. Hold on. I'm like, it's an eight minute video. I'll play like a little bit of it. Let me see this. Hold on. Changing. Oh, I remember. He, oh, I remember the quote. He was essentially talking about how it's like the regular season is devalued and it's all about chasing the championship and things of that nature. And he's right, by the way. He's completely right. However, I still do think that it's sad to see that he is just never going to be one of those guys that's going to be competing for a championship if he's on the Portland Trailblazers. I just don't, I don't know what their plan is. I don't understand what they're doing. They're a terrible basketball team, and Damian Lillard is easily their best basketball player, and it's just, I don't know what they're supposed to do. It's just, and he just seems to, to essentially be the only good thing about the team, and it seems like it's been like that for years. Obviously, at one point, they had C.J. McCollum. But it's so sad to see him just be on a crappy basketball team. And I, I just, I don't, I don't get it. And to just not be competitive in the pursuit of a championship. That's, that's what I don't get. He's just like, yep, I'm just not going to be able to be competitive. And I, I want him to be competitive. I want him to win. It's just, he obviously is not. He's not on a good basketball team, and it fucking, it, it sucks to see this happen, like, over and over and over again. It sucks to see that he's just on a fucking terrible basketball team. Unfortunately, it is what it is, I guess, with him, but Portland is just, it's so sad to see what's going on with Dame Drop. Lakers, though, it's not sad at all what's going on with them. Lakers actually... Mark my words, circle the date. The, the Lakers, they may actually they may actually win the championship. Like it's so interesting how the Lakers season has kind of kind of like formed where everyone wanted Rob Palenka to be fired because he wasn't trading away Russell Westbrook. And they were like, oh my God. And I was I was worried about Jeannie Buss as well because Jeannie Buss and Rob Palinka, they they did not look good at all. But then 
they fucking clutched it out. They traded away both Patrick Beverly and Russell Westbrook, and they were able to get D'Angelo Russell back in town, back in Los Angeles. And they're winning basketball games. They're 500, and they're, they're literally 500. They're 38 and 38. They're in the play-in. They could potentially get a little bit more, but probably not. We'll see. But, I mean, the Lakers are so fucking close. They have two of the best basketball players in the NBA with Anthony Davis and LeBron. Anthony Davis, at times, has played really, really great. At times, I don't know what the fuck that guy's doing. But he's played well enough for the Lakers to win basketball games, and Lakers have taken advantage. D'Angelo Russell and Austin Reeves have kind of helped out as well in LeBron James' absence, and now LeBron James is coming back, and he should definitively help out as well. I'm just like, huh, the Lakers have kind of a shot. The Lakers could potentially win. The West, they can win some games. They win some games in the playoffs. They could win the West. They could potentially win the NBA Finals. We'll talk about the East in a couple of minutes. I don't know. I just think that the Lakers are one of the best teams in, in the Western Conference. You want to know the thing that kind of sucks about basketball now? The top teams in the NBA per conference, specifically the Western Conference, the Nuggets, the Grizzlies, and the Kings, it just feels like all of them are vulnerable to some of the teams that are that are in the play-in game to even, like, in the fourth, fifth, and sixth seeds. Like, again, the fourth and fifth and sixth seeds are the Phoenix Suns, the Clippers, and the Warriors. I think those three teams can beat the Denver Nuggets, the Grizzlies, and the Kings. And then you add in the Lakers as well, and you're just like, it's not looking good for some of these teams in the top ranking or or in the top of the conference, excuse me. It may not not looking good is the best way to describe it, but it's not as far away, or it's not as like these teams are as far away from the bottom teams in the conference as they would like to be. It's kind of weird. It's it's one of those things that LeBron kind of per, uh, perpetrated, perpetrated when he was in the East, where he was just like, I don't really care if I'm the one seed in the East. I don't really care if I'm winning games. I just care if I'm in the playoffs. And he would get the second or third seed in what was it like Boston or Tor- it was Toronto. It was Toronto who was his main rival. Toronto would be like, we're going to get the one seed. And everybody was like, oh, my God, Toronto has home court advantage. They're going to beat LeBron. And then LeBron sweeps them or just drops one game to them. It was insane. But now it seems like that's even worse where teams are just like, bro, we don't care about the one seed. We just care about getting into the playoffs. We don't even want to be the two seed or the three seed. We don't care about positional rankings going into the playoffs. We just care if we're either in the play-in or out of the play-in, and if we're in the play-in, that sucks, but we'll make it through. If we're out of the play-in, we get rest. Like, that's what teams care about nowadays. And it's a bit of a shock to see just how much teams are like, yep, we don't care. We'll win games. And it feels like that's the Lakers as well. But I don't know. The play-in is cool in the sense of the play-in, <clears throat> the play-in, can allow some of these teams to get in and kind of like potentially lose, but we'll see what happens. We'll see. The Lakers right now would go up against the Timberwolves for the seventh seed in the playing game. And then it would be the Pelicans and the Thunder trying to play whoever loses in the Lakers Timberwolves game. So we'll see what happens, but so interesting. Some of the stuff that's going on in the NBA and the Western conference where it's just huge amounts of dysfunction, I think in polarity and a lack of stability versus like the Eastern Conference where we know that it's probably going to be the Bucks that are going to come out of the East or the Celtics or the the uh, the 76ers. But it's like, here are the top eight teams in the East, right? The Bucks, the Celtics, the 76ers, the Cleveland Cavaliers, the Knicks, the Nets at sixth, the Heat, and then the Hawks. It's like out of those eight teams, we know that the top three are probably the best bet when it comes to whoever comes out of that conference. It's probably going to be Milwaukee, 
maybe the 76ers, maybe the I mean it's it's all three of those teams. They all they're all playing like the best basketball. And as much as I'm like the Lakers could potentially win the finals and that was a little bit of a mistake for me to say like I think they're going to win the finals. It, they they could come out of the West, but it just seems like those three teams, the Bucks, the Celtics, the 76ers are the teams that are leading the pack and are the teams that are leading the conference, but at the exact same time it it seems that they are also the best teams. You know, I know it's a little bit oxymoronic and weird to be like the best teams are the teams that have won the most games. But again, referencing the LeBron James analogy where he would just be like, I don't really care what position I'm in. I just care if I'm in the playoffs. It's kind of the metaphor that are, that's trying to that's the exact comparison, excuse me, that I'm trying to make with the um, with the West. But with the East, it's completely different where teams are just like we're the best team on paper and in reality. And so the Celtics, they have Jason Tatum, who's playing awesome. Jalen Brown, also awesome. They're going to go up against uh, the Bucks, who have the best player in basketball on Giannis Antetokounmpo. It's going to be so interesting to see Giannis play, though. Because Giannis has weaknesses. Giannis, maybe not weaknesses is the best way, but Giannis's playoff performances are at times questionable. He's won a championship for Milwaukee. He's a great basketball player, but I feel like they probably should have beaten the Celtics last year. Maybe that's me. I get it. The Celtics had Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, but I feel like they should have beaten the Celtics last year. And so for the Bucks to go into the postseason pretty much as the favorite in the East to come out of the East and potentially win the entire thing to go up against the Celtics, probably in the semifinals or the finals is going to be like really, really interesting because, or I think technically they'll go up against the semi in the semis, the Cavaliers, and they'll probably go up against whoever comes out of the Celtics 76ers series. But I just, I don't know. It's just so interesting to look at the Bucks because the Bucks, it's like it all flows through Giannis and some of his supporting staff. But Giannis is also, it's so interesting some of the stuff that Giannis has said and done where Giannis has come out and been, and he's like, I, I built my team. I haven't gone out and made a super team. And I'm like, dude, come on, man. What's his name? Is his name Chris Middleton? I mean, Drew Holiday was was a, uh, was a freaking, yeah, Chris Middleton. Drew Holiday was a freaking New Orleans Pelican before he, uh, before he, Obviously went to Milwaukee and Chris Middleton. Where did where did he get drafted before that? On. He got drafted by the Pistons. It's like, come on, bro. Gabon. I don't know. It's weird. I like Giannis a lot. I just, I don't know. I, I I like him a lot. I you know what? I like him a lot less than uh, than other people. In the grand scheme of things, I just think some of these players, some of these great players like LeBron and Steph, have just gotten older. I I, I think he's dominant. I think he's great. I just I feel like if one of these guys. If I feel like Luca potentially could have been the best player in in basketball this year, if you want my honest opinion about it, I feel like if Kevin Durant just wasn't ridiculous, he probably could have taken that mantle this year as well. It's just Giannis, what he does well, he does at the highest of levels we've probably ever seen in the sport, but he just doesn't do anything else well outside of that. So it's um. It's a hard pill to swallow with Giannis, I guess, in some ways. Boston is great. Even without, what's his name? Ime Udoku? God, man, that guy has ruined his life. Jesus Christ. The guy was like dating Nia Long, has a child with Nia Long. That dumbass fucked his entire life up by having relations with somebody in the Celtics organization. And then he pretty much gets fired by the Celtics. 
And then the Celtics, not pretty much, he did get fired. And then the Celtics are like, let me go on and let me let me get somebody else who's essentially going to do the exact same thing that he did. And potentially the Celtics now are going to be back to where they were last year, either in the Eastern Conference Finals again or back in the NBA Finals. And it's just like, without him. And it's just like, wow, that guy really fucked up his life. Lost Neil Long, lost his job as the Celtics, could potentially have a ring. Yikes, man. I don't even know. What's he, what's he doing now? What's Ime Udoku doing now? What's he doing? Hold on. Let me look it up. What's, what is he doing? Nothing. <laughs> I'm like, nothing. That's what he's doing. His ass is fired. <laughs> That's what he's doing. He's doing nothing. But yeah, Ime Udoku. Wow. Huge bag fumbler. Huge, 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 huge. Huge bag fumbler. Cannot believe he fucking ruined his life and lost Nia Long. I keep saying that, but I just... Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Anyways. Talked about Boston. Talked about... Oh, yeah, the 76ers with Joel Embiid and James Harden. James Harden wasn't a... Wasn't an all-star. What's James averaging? If he's playing, let me, hold on, let me find a game that's playing. Wait, P.J. Tucker? Okay. I was like, P.J. Tucker? I, I was like, I thought it was P.J. Washington. What, what's his name, or what's her name? Brittany Renner's ex. I mean, James Harden got 15. What's he averaging right now? God, it's so weird to think that James Harden isn't. God, man, like isn't his his stat line is terrible. It's so weird to think that James Harden isn't like an all star anymore. I guess it's just I mean he's at that age. I guess I don't know. But yeah, the Seventy Sixers are getting carried by Joel Embiid pretty much. It's gonna be so interesting to see the Seventy Sixers in the playoffs potentially. I don't think they can beat the Celtics. I do think that they can potentially beat the uh, what are they? The Bucks though. I do think that. I think it's gonna be an interesting matchup between Giannis and Joel, and I would prefer that over Giannis and Giannis and the Celtics because I think the Celtics can beat him. But just for polarity's sake, I think the 76ers can beat Giannis as well with Joel. But, God, Joel Embiid is so fucking awesome. Can you imagine, or not even imagine, but I remember like seven years ago when he just was giga injury prone. And it was questionable like whether or not the 76ers should. And remember the whole trust the process, trust the process thing? And people were kind of like making a joke about that. And because Joel Embiid was just, maybe not making a joke about that, but they were just like, trust the process, trust the process, trust the process. And Joel Embiid was just getting hurt. And they got, I forgot his name, Fultz, Markel Fultz or Darnell Fultz or something like that. Amari Cooper made fun of him in like a touchdown celebration. And Joel Embiid was just hurt all the time. And he just, it was just, I remember Rihanna. Rihanna even talked a little bit of shit. She was just like, uh, like Joel Embiid was like tweeted at her and was like, Rihanna, why don't you go out on a date with me? And she said to him, you know, call me when you're, (laughs) call me when you're an all-star. And then he made the all-star team and he's like, what's, what's good, Rihanna? And of course she didn't respond at all, but I, I felt that that was, that was so fucking hilarious. Oh my God. But, oh, Jesus Christ. But Joel is awesome. It's going to be so interesting down the stretch with some of these teams. Maybe not down the stretch, but in the playoffs. I think down the stretch is kind of over with. I think for the most part, the regular season is just <clears throat> is just done and over. But in, in the in the scheme of like, what is it? In the scheme of like, I think interest. I mean, obviously, there's going to be teams that are going to be competing to get into the playoffs. Obviously, that's. That is still going to be a thing, but in regards to, in regard, like, 
in regards to like the grand scheme of the the NBA regular season, it's practically over and done with. The MVP is probably going to be Joel, not Joel, excuse me, um, Nikola Jokic for the third time in a row. I hate the media so much. There's this thing that was going around where essentially people were like, it should be Joel Embiid and things of that nature. Not Joel. It should be in Joel Embiid, excuse me. But um, versus uh, Jokic. But it's just like, like and, and the whole thing is, it's like people are like, oh, this doesn't look good that Jokic essentially gets eliminated in the first round of the playoffs every single year. And Jokic is the MVP of the league. And that really hasn't happened in like a really, really long time. Like it doesn't look very good. But I would like this all kind of just like the MVP award just it's so useless to me now in regards to players because it's just stupid honestly in my opinion because there, there's just been too much there's been too many anecdotal MVPs and things of that nature it's not based off of stats it's not based off of wins it's not based off of of a, of a specific stat it's kind of just based off of what people feel in the moment and things of that nature and it just feels that the media has loved Nikolo Jokic for the last three years so they're just like let's give it to him for the last couple of years uh, and, and things of that nature and we'll see what happens I mean is he gonna I don't even can I ask you a question like a real question why isn't Giannis the MVP of the league? You know? This is a simple question. Like, if you're asking me, right, who's, who's the best player on the best team? It's probably Giannis, right? He's the best player, and he's probably on the best team. Or it's potentially Jason Tatum in Boston. Or because I, I don't think, for example, the, the Nuggets are making it past the Western Conference Finals. I don't know. Maybe that's me. But I just... Oh, man. It's so... The MVP award is just so confusing to me in regards to, like, how you actually win it, who deserves to win it, because there's just been so many anecdotal just, just MVPs and things of that nature. There's been so many times where people have just been snubbed. And it's, it, it's like LeBron James has been snubbed of that award. But just also other accommodations and awards as well like first and second team NBA defense defensive teams like Clay Thompson for years got snubbed and now he's just not very good and I just I remember seeing journalists come out and saying that I voted for Clay Thompson and it's like bro this shit is public you did not vote for Clay Thompson I don't know I don't know what you're talking about if you did he probably would have been a first team or second team all NBA when it came to defense, but it's just, it's weird. Some of the stuff that happens with awards in the NBA, it just seems as if every single year or more specifically the qualifications to get the awards are just stupid because every single year for like five or six years, the N uh, the MVP or more specifically uh, the NBA media just tried to shack or not shack, but shaft LeBron at every given corner. And I'm just like, bro, as much as I love LeBron, I don't really care if he wins the MVP. I just care that the right person wins it. But when you just constantly try to avoid giving it to the person who actually deserves it, and you're just like, well, this guy deserves it because of this arbitrary reason, you kind of get into a situation like this where... If hold on. You've got Sorry. Should have just muted my computer audio. But it's like... it's It, it gives you... It, it leads to situations like this where... Hold on, sorry. I'm like, I don't know if something is playing. I pulled up a video, I apologize for that. But it, gives, it leads to situations like this where I'm just like, bro, I don't, I don't understand why the MVP conversation is so difficult. I don't understand why we have so much just ridiculousness as in it, when it comes to getting the MVP going. I, I don't know. I'm just annoyed. Super annoyed by the MVP conversation. I think that's it. I think that's it. Anyways, I'll see you tomorrow. I got some of my stuff coming. I'm super excited to finish off some of this stuff. It's like after, after hopefully 
it'll probably be Sunday, but hopefully by Sunday, I, I don't know. I mean, how long of a drive it is, is it? I don't know if it, like, I don't know if, like, my rug will get here. Hold on. I'm like... I'm just trying to see how long it takes. Oh, it, like... It's not long at all. It's only a couple of hours. Sorry about that. From where I... From where, like, a... The redistribution center for... That's right next to where I live is in Florida. I apologize, but... I'll see you tomorrow for Music Matters. Probably some other stuff. I loved what we did last week on Music Matters where we talked for two hours about No Jumper. I liked that because... No Jumper at the end of the day was a huge proponent and component of underground hip-hop, and now they are doing weird shit. I don't know what they're doing. I, I think it's kind of cooled down. I haven't really seen or heard of anything from No Jumper, but I don't know. But I like that. I don't know if we'll do that again. I may do something. I may talk about the music industry as a whole or whatever. I don't know. We'll see. I, I don't know. We'll see. Anyways, I'll see you uh, tomorrow. 24th Podcast.